Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mike Springston, FFC, coaching you in the Word. Uh, we're glad to be with you today. We're going to be sharing a message that we preached this past Sunday morning uh, that we attempted to air live on podcast, but somehow or another the connection uh, got mixed, misplaced, and so I wanted to share it with you in its entirety. It's coming off of our Facebook post. I want to uh, thank all of you that join us through this podcast. I pray that God is ministering through His Word. Today we're teaching on the fruit of the inner man, and uh, we're teaching on the development and training of the inner man, and uh, uh, we are uh, excited about that because everywhere we look in the Word of God, we're finding more and more information on the development and the importance of the inner man want to uh, invite you to contact us at springston56 at gmail.com, at mikespringstonministry.com, ffcma.org, or through Family Fellowship Chapel Messaging. We appreciate you. We hope God's Word is blessing you. We want to welcome you again on podcast, Mike Springston FFC Podcast, Lift Him Higher Radio, and we pray that the Word of God is ministering and helping you to grow. Well, let's go into the message, and I'll be back with you at the conclusion. Scripture. And I read the Scripture, and I don't know whether this happens to anyone but me. <laughs> but I, I read it, read it, read it, and then all of a sudden, I see something in it, and then everywhere I look, there it is. It doesn't matter where I look, I see it. I... I read it and I say, oh, how in the world did I ever miss that? Uh, it just seems like everywhere you go uh, in the Word of God, I see this concept being put forward. And um, so in so doing, I realize that there is a message in the Word of God that we uh, as a Christian world have probably overlooked that is so vital. And one of the reasons we overlooked that is because we, uh, we became so conscious of what we call the Great Commission that um, we failed to see the interaction of what the Great Commission's action in terms of being saved was supposed to produce in the believer. The great commission of being saved was an absolute, wonderful, and magnificent work of God. What was supposed to be produced in you as a believer is the function of which we have totally become oblivious to in our Christian world. So today we're doing part three of Perfecting the Inner Man, and the title of this message is The Fruit of the Inner Man. Stand with me in honor of the reading of God's Word, and let us move forward to look into Scripture. <coughs> Matthew 7, 17 through 20. Even so every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is shewn down 
and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruit, ye shall know them. Father, we thank you for the word of God. I pray that you'll open our eyes that we can see and our ears that we can hear and our heart that we can understand what the word of God is saying to us and then let us apply it to our lives so that we can be changed into the image of your dear son. And then, Father, we ask you to allow us to be yielded, surrendered, and sanctified to the preaching of your word that Jesus might speak out of his position in the Godhead directly to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit then reveal what the word of God would say to us that would develop us that would cause us to grow and be encouraged and to more deeply understand the word of truth. Father, we thank you for this. We praise you for it. We give you glory in the lovely name of Jesus Christ, our high priest, our Lord, and our man in the Godhead. Amen and amen and amen. You may be seated. Wherefore, by their fruits, you shall know them. Now that piece of scripture is a far cry from what the world is being taught right now about spiritual living. Because the world is being taught right now that we can pretty much open our mouth and confess something and because we said it, that's the way it is. But we know that Chronicles 16 and 9 said that there is a war that's going on in the inner man. Now, who man really is then becomes a function of what leadership he is following from the inside. Now we are all privy to know that man's action does not stem from what he does. What he does is a response to what is in him. Jesus said, I am sent by my Father just as you who perpetrate evil, are sent by your Father. So the leadership of which we are following, the actions of which we are doing, the fruit of which we are bearing are indicative of whose leadership we are following. If we are following the leadership of the Lord, then we're going to operate in a completely different set of gifts and actions. If we are operating in the leadership of evil, then we are going to operate in a completely different set of actions. Now, where do these actions come from? Well, they come from the inner man. Of that, there is no doubt. If you want to know who you really are, then look at what you are really doing. Because what you are really doing what thoughts you are really thinking, what actions you are actually and really performing will identify exactly who you are. Because out of the inner man and out of your mouth is going to come all of the information that the Word of God would say is the fruit of which you are known. Now Jesus said that out of you that fruit that is no good should be hewn down, should be cast out. And that I'll get to in just a minute. But who are you following in your actions and your deeds? 
are you following whenever you fly into a fit of anger? Who are you following when you fly into a fit of lust? Who are you following when you fly into a fit of discouragement? Who are you following whenever you fly into a fit of, it ain't going the way I want it to go, therefore everybody else has got to uh, conform to what I want done because I'm important. See, we came around with this great comment, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. And mama took that serious, didn't she? Who are you following? Whenever your actions are saying to the world that that's not a Christ-like behavior. Now watch what I'm saying here. If the actions that are not Christ-like are being produced from your inner man, of which they are, you don't produce anything into the natural world that doesn't come from in here. So if the actions that you are producing come from an inner man that has not been uh, trained, developed, and directed appropriately, then what would the Word of God tell you that you need to do about it? It said... You need to cut it down. You need to cast it out. You need to destroy that. Now watch what the Bible said. The Bible said that Jesus said these words. Now I want you to get this because uh, I, 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 I've preached this and I've taught it. But I want you to see it from this perspective. Jesus said in my name you would do what? Now, I want you to look at this because he said there were five things. Four of those things come out of the inner man. Four of those things come out of what's on the inside of you. Look what he said. He said you would cast down devils. Now, what did we do in the Christian world? We'd put our hand out like this. And we said, I'm going to cast out devils. Anybody get underneath my hand, I'll cast the devil out of you. Never understanding what Jesus meant. Jesus was saying to you and me that in my name, those things that are on the inside of you. Now watch how I prove it. He said, you will speak with new tongues. Where does that come from? Where does the inner... Uh, tongue come from where does a new tongue Jesus said it he said out of you is going to come it's not what goes into you that defiles you but it's what comes out of you so when he's talking about casting down devils he's not telling you that you're going to take like the claw remember the wrestler the claw he'd come at him like this grab him in the head and he'd hold on till they crumbled huh remember that guy He's not telling you that you're going to do this right here and walk up to people and you're going to clone to them. I used to have a buddy of mine that preached that was a great gospel preacher. He would say that latch on to him. He'd do his hand like this right here. He'd go there and latch on to him. And then they'd shake them around like this right here. And then they'd walk them back till they fell in the floor. That's what he said. Wonderful man of God. He's not talking about that, my friend. The four things that Jesus is referring to here are things that happen in the inner man. 
we begin to cast down the demonic influence of the father that was in our fallen nature. And so all of a sudden we begin to look at the things that are on the inside of us. He said, you will cast down devils in my name. Why? Because at the name of Jesus, every knee would bow and every tongue confess. The devil knows who Jesus is. And your inner sin, your hidden sin, the things that are in the places and the rooms that you don't want to really go, the Word of God said, Jesus said to you that you would go there in your inner self, cast them down until you spoke with a new tongue. Huh. Until something different came out of you than there was before. Now watch how he said this. He said nothing inside you is going to hurt you. Isn't that interesting? Isn't it interesting that Jesus said that there is nothing now because of who he is that's going to be in your inner man that's going to hurt you? Well, how could that be? Because you cast down the devil that was there. You went in and used the authority of the Word of God that is the name of Jesus Christ, our High Priest, our Lord, and our man in the Godhead went into your inner man in that authority and cast down the devil that was trying to bring you into the works of the flesh. Now that's how it works. Jesus said so. He said there's not going to be anything from out of you that's going to hurt you. There's nothing that's happening out of where is it going to hurt you. Whenever you get bitten by a snake, my friend, it may hurt the outer man, but it breaks, bruises, and paralyzes where? The inner man. That's where that thing is working. Jesus has told us what we need to do. He said, if you will take the names of Jesus Christ and work with them in your inner man, then you'll cast down the sin that is prevalent. Every weight of sin that would keep you from being who God designed you divinely to be, you would cast it down. You would speak a new language. What would that new language be? We want to put it into Acts chapter 2. And that is a new language. It is a spiritual language. It is a ministry language. I'm talking about the inner man. You. The development of you. That is required for you to be able to be in this world and be of good cheer because he has overcome the world. That's what I'm talking about. I told you when I started this study that we have a work of the Holy Spirit that works in the, pro the programming, the training, and the development of the inner man. And a work of the Holy Spirit that works in the equipping for ministry to others. But you will not minister to others until you get your inner man straight with God. So here he says there's nothing in you that's going to hurt you. There's nothing outside of you that's going to hurt you. 
Now, when you come to that, you come to step five in the process of procedure of Mark chapter 16. He said, and then you will lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. My friend, you will never do anything for anyone else until you get your inner man straight. God will always, always bring to light what is going on on the inside of you. God will always bring to the knowledge of those that you were trying to be high and mighty before what's going on on the inside of you. I want you to see that there are two spirits working in you. One of them is in your natural nature. One of them has to be developed in the spirit world. And if you're not willing to hew down, cut down things that you know are contrary. Now, here's what's happening in our world today. We want to recognize them. We want to say, oh, God, help me with them. We want to say, well, now, you know, I'll just not do that anymore. Think about that. Think about that. Here I am. As a man who's trying to lose weight. Now do you think I can think myself into not eating? Do you think I can think myself into not wanting a piece of pie? Do you think whenever they come into school and walk in my room with a Chick-fil-A sandwich. And I just got done eating that salad that my wife gave me for lunch. That I can think myself into not saying yes to a Chick-fil-A. Didn't they follow that up with a cookie? Can I think myself into, you know what I think? And this is going to represent every one of you. Well, this won't hurt me. I'll do better with the next meal. You know dinner's still to come. I just won't eat as much at dinner. That's how we think. We do the same thing when it comes to the sin that wants to reside on the inside of us. Well, now, listen, nobody knows what you're thinking. Nobody knows what your eyes lusting after. Nobody knows what your heart is actually, what your inner man is actually thinking about it. Nobody knows how you feel about those people of color. Nobody really knows what you think about Uh, uh, those that are less fortunate than you. Nobody knows you can stand up and say such nice and eloquent things on the inside. You want to say, get a job. Huh? That's the way we work. That's the way we think. Nobody's knowing it because nobody... But you know what the Word of God said? The Word of God said that every intention and every thought is known by him who we who we we who has us in his sights and not only who knows what we're thinking but knows what we're about to do because he's watching someone said pastor mike where is he if he's watching how's he doing that where is he at that he would ever see me well now before i get there and i'm going to tell you all about that in just a second but i'm going to tell you what paul said Paul said in order for me to serve Christ, I need to die daily. 
Paul said in order for me to serve Christ, I need to bring my body under subjection. Now what was Paul dying to? What was he bringing his body under subjection to? And why was he doing that? What was the purpose for that? Now bear in mind, Paul was a man who had been a murderer. Paul was a man who had had denied everything about Christ. Then he ran into Christ. Then he saw him, and when he saw him, his life changed. And Paul realized, now watch this, that on the inside of him was some problems. There were some issues on the inside of him. Paul said, not only is there issues, but those issues treat me like a thorn in the flesh. Those issues eat at me. You can't see it, but they eat at me. They gnaw at me. They, they wake me up in the middle of the night with the cries and screams of those that I persecuted. They wake me up in the midnight hour with those that I know that I was responsible for sending them to their grave. They wake me up in the middle and he said, oh God, I've got this gnawing. I've got this beating up. I've got the enemy on the inside of me and he's striking me and beating me. And God said, Jesus said to him, brother, my grace is sufficient. Why would he say that? How come there would be such a message about him having to die to that? About him having to bring his body under subjection to that? About him having to live by faith and know that what God has done in Jesus Christ would be more than enough if he would only but lean to the grace of why is that, friend? How is God watching while the devil is tempting me, trying me, beating me? Buffeting me is the way Paul said it. That meant that he was beating him up. How is God watching? Well, we found that in Revelation chapter 5 and verse 6. In Revelation chapter 5 and verse 6, and I mentioned this Wednesday night in our Bible study. We saw a man that was in two places at the same time. We saw a man that was in two places at the same time. The Bible said that they looked upon and saw him in the midst of the throne as it were a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Out of him came seven horns and seven eyes. Huh. Now watch this. There was a man, the lamb, as it were slain from the foundation of the world. Who is that? It's Jesus Christ. What was he doing there? He was in the midst of the throne. What did he possess? Seven eyes and seven horns. What did that mean? It meant that there were seven horns of power or anointing and seven eyes that the book of Chronicles said, goes to and fro throughout the whole earth, looking to perfect the heart. Now, what for? So that the war would die. So that the war would die. Where's the war? Right here. Now, Jesus is the lamb that bears the ravages of sin. 
He bore all of the rippings, tearings, and shreddings to the point that they looked upon him and said, we cannot even recognize him. But there is something significant that went on. What was it, Pastor Mike? We found that in Psalms chapter 22. He said that they are the, 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 the dogs of Basham are all around me. And he said, deliver me and deliver my darling. What is the darling that Jesus, that the writer of the book of Psalms is referring to? What is the darling? What is the significant thing that the dogs cannot get to? Here's what he said. He said, my bones are out of place. I've been beaten till my bones are out of place. But we know that there was not a bone broken. Why? Why was the outer man ravished, but the inner man was protected? Huh? Why was the outer man ripped to shreds, unrecognizable, but the inner man was protected? Then we found out in Revelation chapter 5 and verse 6. Because in Revelation chapter 5 and verse 6, it said that out of him came something that was superimposed upon him. Now the word superimposed means that it is, that it is placed upon you without diminishing the individual or the thing of which it's placed upon. So this inner man was in him, but yet his outer man was ravished that looked like the slain lamb. In him was the protected inner man with the seven horns and the seven eyes, the seven spirits of God that went, according to the word of God, were sent throughout the earth. Huh. Isn't that interesting? Because that jives with Second Chronicles 16.9 that said the eyes of the Lord are going to and fro to perfect the heart of man. Now here is Jesus. He's in the midst of the throne. He is the man in the Godhead bodily. But in the midst of the throne there is a lamb. That lamb has the inner structure of the seven spirits of God superimposed upon him that were going throughout the entire earth at the same time. That man is there and they are raising up the elders and all of the four beasts are bowing down. This is what they're saying. Worthy is the Lamb seated on the throne. We'll crown him now with many crowns. Watch this. He reigns victorious, high and lifted up, Jesus, Son of God. The what? The darling of heaven, crucified. Worthy is the Lamb. Did you get it? Did you see it? There's a darling in heaven. What's he doing? He is the superimposed seven spirits of God going throughout the earth. His eyes go everywhere. His eyes look into everything. His anointing is everywhere. He is the Christ of the resurrection. He is the spirit of life that brings
brings life and peace into every man. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Now here we stand. And the darling of heaven is two places. He is in heaven and he is in earth. What's he doing? They're crying that he is worthy to take the books and release the seven seals of God. He's doing two things at one time. Watch what he said. He said that where I am, there, you may be aware, was it when he spoke that? He was in the body. He was not in heaven. He had not going to the go to the cross yet. But whenever, wherever he was, there you will be also. And I'm sending a comforter. And that comforter is going to make you be what I am. And your inner man will reflect the inner man of power and the inner man of presence and we do not want to go there we don't want to live there all we want to do is say we're saved so we can assume that we're going to heaven so that we can assume that one glad morning when this life is over Never understanding that what Jesus is saying to you is that the fruits of the natural man must be cut down. They must be withered away. Why? Because he is in heaven. Dispensing to you the anointing to do so. Now think about that for him. He is in heaven dispensing to you the anointing to do so. The anointing to do so. Now, as I go through this, I'll be teaching you on how Jesus Christ is in two places at one time. But Paul knew it. Paul knew it. Why do you say that, Pastor? Because Paul knew these two things. He knew that Christ would be in you the hope of glory because that was the mystery from the foundation of the world. He also knew that you would experience the things of heaven in your uh, life right now. How did he know that, Pastor? He said, because you could set your affection on things above. That you could be seated in heavenly places. That you could be accepted in the beloved. So you would be an individual that in the spirit world would have the heavenly domain at your command. And you would have the seven spirits of anointing of the divine life of God for you to live after right now. You would live your life under this anointing and under this peace and under this presence. And that presence would cause you to bear fruit. What fruit is it, Pastor? It would be love, joy, peace, goodness, gentleness, tenderness, meekness, and faith. You would live in it. You would walk in it. You would think in it. You would operate in it. And then Paul said, let the peace, glory to God of God be your ruler. How are you going to do that if he is not alive in your inner man? How are you going to live in that? If he is not alive in your inner man. How are you going to cut out the fruit of your natural man? If he is not alive in your inner man. How are you going to train yourself to do and be. If he is not alive in your inner man. It will not work. You cannot think yourself into heaven. You cannot wish yourself into heaven. You cannot speak yourself into a real relationship with Jesus Christ because just saying 
I confess that he is does not identify that he has become the Lord of your inner man and that he has become the things that your inner man has placed his affections upon. Because if your inner man does not have its affections placed correctly, then your outer man will run amok because you will still be being led by the enemy of evil that is in you. Your inner man has to be trained. Now how do you train the inner man? Paul told us. He said I have to die. Now what is Paul dying to? It's a good question isn't it? Paul is dying to the natural man. Paul is dying to the weight of sin. That does so easily beset you. Paul is dying to his natural thought. Paul is dying to his natural desires. Someone said, Pastor, now do you, do you really think we should have no natural desires? We should have natural desires, but they should be placed in the correct place. How do we know where they should be placed in, Pastor? The Word of God has defined and described how our natural life should be operated. The Word of God has told us this. Where our natural desires should be placed. They cannot be lusts if we function by the Bible. They will not be lustful if we function by the Word of God. Our natural desires can be brought into the spiritual life. We just have to be intelligent enough to seek into the spiritual life to bring about the things the spiritual life's trying to tell us. But since we're not taught that, since we don't look inwardly, since we don't live from the inside out, everything that we do is from the outside in. I was listening to a major radio guy today, this week, say to me, now think about what I'm about to tell you. How much prayer time he has to put in to going to the mall? Now you would ask, why would he have to pray about going to the mall? Now this is where we are in the Christian world. A major radio guy. Well, he has to pray about going to the mall because there'll be so many women there. They'll be scantily dressed. They'll be dressed in things that will cause his eye to be pulled away. So he has to spend so much prayer time to get his eye to come under control. Now that's interesting, isn't it? That's, a, that's an interesting thought. But the reality is that if we are trained in our inner man, and if we are living according to the thoughts, the wisdom, the understanding, the counsel, the might, the knowledge, the fear of evil, and the judgment of God, our natural eye will not turn that direction. How do we do it, Mike? We die. We die to those wants. We die to those desires. We die to those effects. 
We say, bring our body under subjection. You say, well, Mike, isn't that what he is doing? And the answer to that is, to some effect, it is. But my friends, we should not be spending our time having to absolutely surrender and subject whenever we know that we can live to what's on the inside of us. Now, what would life be like if we lived to what was on the inside of us? What would it be like if we lived to what was going on in here? Well, let me tell you what we would be thinking. We would be thinking about this. God, what is your wisdom for me today? God, what do I need to understand about controlling myself today? What do I need to know from your counsel? Well, I need to know from your counsel that I need to control and contain my eyes. I need to control and contain my thoughts. I need to control and contain what it is that my body is being steered to do. Now, how would I do that? I would walk in love. What would love say to me? Love would say to me that I hated evil. Love would say to me that I hated evil. Now, what is the enemy trying to get me to do whenever he's trying to turn my vision? Whenever he's trying to get me to look into something that I know is wrong, what's he doing? He's trying to subvert the love of God. He's trying to do away with what love is. He's trying to get me to go into my natural man whenever all I have to do is walk in that love of God. The hatred of evil. The hatred of anything that would subvert the love of God. So what do I need to do? I need to walk in the love of God. I need to make good judgments. I need to make sure that my body is under control. How do I do that? I train myself to do it. I train myself about what to think. Now watch. You say, now pastor, you're not telling me anything I'm about to. I become conscious of the God on the inside of me. I become conscious of the God on the inside of me. Now does that mean that my natural man isn't going to catch a distraction? No. It means that when the distraction comes, I resist the devil and he flees from me. It means that I know the devil like a roaring lion is seeking to devour whomever he may, but I become God on the inside conscious until I realize that when the distraction hits, uh-uh. no, I'm, I'm conscious of this on the inside, not this on the outside. I'm not living by external stimulus. I'm living by internal stimulus. Now, watch what happened. Jesus was in heaven as a slain lamb. In him was the seven spirits of God. They were all protected by the skeletal system because that was the darling of God. Now think about this. What if you and I lived our life understanding that your inner man is the darling of God? Would you look at life differently? Would you look at distractions differently? Would you think, no, here's what we're taught to do. Oh, just, just, just look here. If you sin, you have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Just ask Him to forgive you and move on. Repent of it and go on. Huh. Never understanding that in you is the darling of God. 
In you is the, now watch this, listen to me now, the most protected thing that God has is in you. The thing that God protected as if it was his darling is in you. Well, you say, yeah, Christ is in me. Not talking about that. There's something in the victoriously anointed Christ Jesus that resides in you. It is in you for the purpose of making you God on the inside conscious. What is that? It's the seven spirits of anointing. And the seven spirits of his presence. And if we would realize that that darling of God resides on the inside of us. The darling of the victoriously anointed inner man of Jesus Christ. That was sent into the world to live and abide. Abide in you and abide in your tabernacle. Was living in you and building and developing and training. You, you would look at what you do, what you think, where you go, how you operate totally differently. But we are taught, well, God will forgive you because he loves you too much. God will look over. All you have to do is say, forgive me, God. Forgive me, God. Do you realize that most of us, if we were in the forgive me, God mode, we wouldn't be able to talk about anything else. All we'd be saying is, forgive me God, forgive me God, forgive me God. We can be God on the inside conscious, friends. And when we become God on the inside conscious, the darling of God that resides on the inside of us, the darling that God protected above all else, I want you to get that. He gave his flesh. He gave his wrapper. He gave the life's blood of what was in the flesh. But he protected the inner man. He protected what was on the inside of him. Why? Because what was on the inside of him was going to be required by every believer. It was going to be required for you to be able to lay aside the weight of sin that does so easily beset you. It was going to be required so that you could develop your interman to have a God on the inside conscious. Now, why do you need that? Because the man that had the God on the inside of him, the darling, that was in the midst of the throne of God, was the one who was able to take the seven seals and to open the book. He was the one who had the ability, the heavenly ability to execute the divine plan of God. Now, how does that affect you and me? This outer wrapper, it's going to fade away. It's going to go back to the dust from which it came. But it's going to be from the darling of God, the inner man, that one day when the trump sounds, that inner man is going to hear that voice. And it's going to be changed into the glorious fashioning of the body of Jesus Christ. John saw him in John chapter 1. He said this flesh is going to be wrapped in these ten blessings of the inner man. John saw him in, John, in Revelation chapter 1. And he saw him as a man that had the apparel of white. 
Hair like wool, feet like bronze, eyes like fire, and out of his mouth came a two-edged sword. Then he looked over into Revelation chapter 5 and saw the same heavenly glorified being as a lamb that had the horns and the eyes of power and presence that would be sent into all the world. Why? Because that man and what was in him will be what is in you. It is what we'll hear whenever the trump sounds and Jesus appears and the church is taken away. Now you have two options. You can hew down the fruit. That is the weight of sin. Or you can continue to let your inner man expose Maybe not to everyone, but expose in you who your daddy is. Because by your fruit will you be known. Friend, I want to tell you this. I'm closing. It ain't important for me to know where you are. It isn't important for you to know where I am. But one glad morning when this life is over, we'll all know where we stand. Because there is nothing hidden. The Word of God said that He's power, more powerful than a two-edged sword, dividing asunder spirit and soul, dividing asunder joints and marrow. He knows the thoughts and intents of every man according to Hebrews chapter 4. He knows and has the sight of every creature. What's He looking for? He's looking for your developed inner man. Bow your head and close your eyes. Father, well, pertaining and perfecting the inner man and the fruit of the inner man is what we're speaking on. I hope that it ministers to you, and I hope you take the time to look into this scripture more deeply because it is in your inner man that God needs to cleanse you, purge you, and refine you until your inner man can live out the Christ that is in you. Those seven spirits of God are directives for instruction and for the development of who you are in the spiritual world. Well, may God bless you is my prayer until we speak again.